Hey everyone, George here. I know I'm part of the podcast and I'm doing a bumper for the podcast and that's weird, but whatever. Uh, I just want to let you know that Greg and I do another podcast, PlayStation Power, where we talk about PlayStation, PlayStation 2, and uh, we recently decided to cover PlayStation Portable games and that's quite fun. Not family friendly in any way but is still a great listen, and I hope to see you there. On top of that, I also do Master System Masterpieces, where we talk about the Master System. Uh, Greg was on an episode of that, and we covered uh, Fantasy Star, and that was fun. So hopefully you listen to uh, any of those. And uh, just, you know, thanks for listening to anything that we do. Seriously. This is Super NES Podcast, episode number 93, coming to you this time. Uh, I'm Greg, joined by always... I like by George. Why did I do this to myself? <laughs> because you're a sucker for punishment? <laughs> uh, maybe? I don't know. This is also a deep game cover for our podcast, so we're only going to scratch the surface with this sucker. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm, I'm, unless I just get really real on this and just like, you know what? But we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Well, I have on history of the series, so so probably if you hadn't picked a game, a game franchise, I would have eventually. So, oh uh, man, you should have picked it so I could hate you, and not <laughs> myself. <laughs> no, you already hated me from yeah, yeah. No, you already hated me for the last episode. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know about hated. It was just like I didn't really like the game. Right. Well, we're talking about a game that's very, very popular, though at least. So I think people are going to be interested in to hearing about this. Um, although, although of course, it's popular, popular with much more greater our computers um, as opposed to consoles. We're covering we're covering this episode Ultima Six: The False Prophets, uh, the sixth game in the long-running Ultima franchise. That originally came out for a computer in 1990, and the Super NES version of this game was developed, like developed by, uh, like developed by. Uh, was developed by Infinity and published by FCI um, in Japan, North America, in April in April of 1994. So quite so quite a few years after the original PC version came out, which was kind of surprising to find out about. So um, there are numerous podcasts, articles, TV shows, you name it, out there talking about the Ultima franchise. Mm-hmm. So like so like so, I'm only going to give a very very quick Cliff Notes version version uh, version 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 like about the franchise. So it's not to bore to bore tears anybody out there who may not care too much about it. But <laughs> can you talk about Spacemen? Uh, spacemen are in the, spacemen are like in some of the games. Yes. 
but I mean Mr. Spaceman himself, the one who sold his mansion to go into space. Oh, yes, Richard Garrett, a.k.a. Lord British. Yes. Uh, he fascinating character. Uh, you know, like, you know, he is a hoot to watch being interviewed. Uh, I definitely recommend watching, uh, uh, watching, like, watching, like, like, watching some of his, like, watching some of his stuff. Um, yes, Richard Garrett originally came up with the idea for Ultima when he was way back in college, and the very first Ultima game uh, came out way back in what now seems like the very old year of nineteen, like a nineteen, uh, you nineteen eighty one. Oh, I uh, remember that year. That's when the stuff and the things happened. <laughs> um, there were nine games officially as part of the main franchise, which are uh, a franchise which loosely uh, franchise franchise which are loosely divided like into ages. Uh, the age, of the the age of darkness, Ultima, Ultima one through three. The age of enlightenment, Ultima four through six. Uh, and the age of you know, the age of Armageddon, uh, seven through nine. So um, this is so this is important because this game, this kind of time, uh, important partly because all partly because like all these games do kind of do kind of set up as sequels, sequels to one another. Uh, a lot of the same elements. Characters, uh, places, I, what, uh, ideas, etc., carry over, carry over like from game to game. So, um, and there was a whole bunch of other spin-off games, uh, spin-off games done as well. There was the, um, um, you know, there was the Ultima Underworld games. Two of those were kind of like uh, early first-person dungeon crawler games. Uh, there was an online game, uh, like for a while that came out. There were a bunch of a, uh, a console, uh, uh, console only games that were created for, for created, created like the franchise. One of the most, one of the most expensive computer games, computer games of all time, um, is known as, like, um, like, is known as a, um, like, is known as, like, Ultima Escape from, uh, Ultima, Ultima Escape from Mount Drash, 1983 by Sierra Online. Uh, not very common. Uh, with the other game, uh, I mean, well, the game's not very common. It's, it's like a little print run, but also, but also, but also didn't have too much to do with the, to do with the franchise per se, except for some of the, uh, rough ideas. Very, very rare games I mentioned. Uh, uh, Vic 20 only. When a copy of the game turns up on eBay, it usually sells for $10,000. That doesn't sound about right. <laughs> um,. So yeah, you know, one of the best console console Ultima games I think was probably like Ultima, like Runes of Virtue. Uh, there were two games, the two games uh, 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 like in that spinoff. Uh, both games were on the Game Boy. The second game also, well, the second game also got ported to Super NES. I've not played the second game. The first game I remember, the, the first game I, the first game I played as a kid when it came out, um, and it was like pretty fun. So um, there was also there was also a short lived, a short lived day. Um, a short-lived Ultima Forever Quest for the Avatar online game uh, back in 2012 that ran for a couple of years. And I didn't Ultima, know that. Yeah. Huh. And Ultima's not dead. It's, uh, it's not dead. Uh, 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 Richard Garrett and company are currently working upon a new Ultima game known as Shroud of the Avatar, like Forsaken Virtues, uh, which was kickstarted several years ago, in which I also backed, and, and, and which is still in development. They can't use Ultima name per name, uh, the Ultima name itself, because it, itself, because Ultima name is like the by EA, uh, with Purchased Origin, uh, the creator, the, the original, the original creators of the, uh, of the, uh, the Ultima series a while back, but, uh, it basically is Ultima. Um, f- f- as far as like, everything goes. I'm afraid to see how that pans out because it seems like the more modern games that he's released has just, they've just died. They've just fallen well, he's only flat the on their face. Yeah, he's only the creative director behind the project. Right. Um, he's not. Um, um, he, um, he's not doing any of the heavy hitting uh, like of the. Uh, the, uh, the uh, I mean, like the game. Uh, but there's, 
but there's a lot of like you know veterans attached to the project, and okay. development's coming along pretty steadily. So we'll see what happens with it then. Yep. So um, the last, the last, the last official Ultima game in the franchise, Ultima Nine, uh, came out. That came out back in uh, back in a um, nineteen uh, nineteen ninety. Uh, oh, should I have should should I have the year here? Um, it was a 3D game, so yeah. not that old. Uh, 1999. There you go. There was supposed to be a 10th game, a 10th game in the franchise, but that got canceled. So, um, so yeah, and like you know, yeah, I mean, probably because nine wasn't so great. <laughs> not, yeah, yeah, nine had issues. Nine was nine was definitely one of the weaker, the, the weaker games of the franchise. But you know, then again, Gee, I, I wonder why. But then again, the first three games that the first the, 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 uh, the first three games in the franchise are very hard. They're very hard to go back to these days and play because of how because of how because of how old and primitive they're prim, prim, primitive that they are. Um, you know, they're still fun, I think. But a lot of the modern conveniences conveniences that even showed up in later Ultima games, for example, like this one, were not present like in those early games because of how old they are. So conveniences. There are no conveniences in this game. There's a few. <laughs> okay. All right. You know what? You got me on that. But you know what? A lot of this game is inconvenient. Well, it definitely it, it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, are you agreeing? Or are you just are you just trying to shut me up? Uh well, I agree to a point because okay. I was going to say uh, I've talked about this before in the past. The Ultima games are really one of the best examples, uh, uh, best examples, of the, the best examples of the genre of the, of the genre games that we now call Western RPGs. Yes, uh, like our computer RPGs, because RPGs kind of fell into two main camps early on. Uh, you had the Western with the Western style, the Western style of RPGs, which are more combat, like combat, the like combat based. They're more action paced. Um, you mean games that are more like action RPGs? A little bit like that, but you know, like uh, you know, like early uh, the Ultima, the Ultima games were definitely were, were definitely were definitely were just so some of the first and most popular, uh, like the computer RPGs to come out. Because mm-hmm. like I said, because I said the Ultima series, the Ultima series started started like way back in 1981. So right. Um, you also had the the Barge Tale series, the Wizard the Wizardry series, Might and Magic. Uh, those are like really old '80s based computer RPGs um, that uh, they, uh, they kind of you know, kind of like fit you know, kind of fit like in that mode. They're and, still making Might and Magic's. Do you know that? Yes, <laughs> it's crazy. And, 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 and um, yeah, uh, uh, Bart- I, I have one of the newer ones, and it's actually pretty good. Believe yeah. it or not, Barge Tale had yeah, Barge Tale has a new game. Has a new game development like right now too. Also being kickstarted. Oh yeah, that's right. So, but uh, yep. hopefully it's not like that. Uh, uh, what is the the PlayStation Xbox? That was okay. I mean, like you that know, was it all right, was, but yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't like true Bard's Tale. True, yeah. exactly. Yep, yep, yeah. I hear you. I, 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 yep, I agree with you on that. So, conversely, across the ocean in Japan, you had around this time, you also had the development of a different style of RPGs, which we now know as the JRPG, like the, the Japanese RPG. Uh, those games focused focused a lot more upon story, but upon character development. Uh, and, and much more anime-based uh, and cartoony, like in their graphics. Uh, obviously, the big three franchises are Final Fantasy, Dragon Warrior, uh, now known as Dragon Quest, uh, like Fantasy Star. But oh and, man, Fantasy Star! Yeah. How much money would you pay for that to come back? Uh, quite a bit. And I, I don't mean like Fantasy Star the way it is now. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I do like that kind of Fantasy Star, but... There are still underground servers, like, running, like, running Fantasy Star, like, online, so... Um, so it's always... Oh, yeah, no, I know. I, so. I signed up for one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but, 
Um, yeah, so, and for a long time, you pretty much had JRPGs on consoles, like consoles, consoles, Western RPGs on computers, and never the two shot mm-hmm. meet. Um, it was only, uh, it was really like recently, within the last, I'd say, maybe like five, six years, that you really started to have, uh, uh, those two genres kind of blend together some. We started to have, like, you know, like, uh, computer RPGs showing up on like, consoles, and console, and console RPGs, like, showing up, uh, like, on computers. So nowadays, those, yeah. so nowadays those old hard lines don't apply as much anymore as they used to, but they still kind of fit to a point. Um, you know, like modern Western RPGs, for example, you have the Bioware stuff, you have the, uh, um, you have the, um, uh, you have the, uh, oh, uh, uh, you have the, uh, uh, Telltale, st- uh, uh, stuff, um, you know, like games, you know, games of that nature. Whereas, like, you know, the Japanese style RPGs, like Square Enix and Atlas, are the ones are the ones who still like cranking those out. So, uh, to just to name a few games, you know, stuff like Neverwinter Nights, mm-hmm. yep. and on the other side, things like Final Fantasies and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So, yeah, so. The lines, lines, the lines between them are blurred now. They are, um, you know, more so than they used to be. Uh, I mean, for the longest time, uh, these games are th- you, you, uh, these uh, these games are very different. And, you know, you know, and, you know, and they appeal to very different gamers. I mean, like, you know, JRPGs are mostly like more toward like kids, especially like in Japan. Uh, they were more, you know, kids and teens for like the main audience, like for those. Uh, so big, so big, for example, that one of the just um, this is a famous story. One of the one of the Dragon Quest games in Japan was so popular that when it came out, uh, uh, you know, like on Tuesday, which is the same, you know, which is the same day that we use over here in the states to like launch new games, the game was so popular, there's like like hundred thousand people like taking time off from work and school or whatnot to, about to uh, you know to buy the game. The, you know, the Japanese government stepped in after that and passed a law mandating that no new RPGs could be released um, like any other day of the week except for Saturdays. <laughs> I thought it was. Big games couldn't be released uh, unless it was a Sunday. You may be right. Um, um, because, like, also, like, over there, Saturdays are half days where people work and go to school for half a day. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so I, I think it might. I think it might be actually Sundays. I, I think it was Sunday. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, but anyway, which so. is like it's understandable because <laughs> it's like. You have people taking off like every month. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, so whereas over here in the West, uh, computer games were like for a long time they were played by adults. Like you know, I really like you know, cerebral, uh, you know, cerebral people. They really wanted a challenge and like you know, like a really complex game where they had like you know, like make maps and like you know, like take notes and that kind of stuff. So here in the U.S., if yeah. you took off to get a game, you'd just get fired. <laughs> they wouldn't <laughs> so, change the law. Didn't stop people from like you know like, like playing <laughs> like you know like playing playing late into the night trying to figure out where the next town was. But you oh, know, geez. but, but um, yeah, the first three Ultima games in particular really emphasize that part because those games are like very are, are very. I mean, like they give you you think. Like play this game, George gives you like no hints. Those those early games give you like give you like no no hints, but they are very very difficult to figure out. Um, so I don't know. I think I would be able to figure out more in those older games than this game because honestly, I played this a bit, and honestly, honestly, I talked to everybody and I looked at everything, and it's just like, wow, they hardly give you anything whereas I, I i honestly and i'm not saying this is like the worst game ever but like i feel like they missed a few things on this game and 
some kind of direction is one of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I don't mean it has to be a game where they tell you every little thing you need to do. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's not fun, but talking to a guard, like the guard captain or whatever, saying that, oh, these gargoyles are at this near like at this shrine that's close to us, and like that's the only clue you have. You don't you don't even know what's around you, and also uh, the game feels pretty linear because, like, you can't even really go that far off the off the roads. I uh, we'll, well get into it soon. Yeah, you know, I agree with that partly because, like, you know, uh, the Age of Enlightenment series will play much more complex games than the than the first trilogy. Uh, the Ultima games did eventually pick up like plots, like you know, like the plot features pretty heavily, like in this game. Uh, well, I, I mean, all of them have plots. Even the first game, you had to kill. Plots, you had to kill somebody who was invincible. But they're very, 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 very simple plots. I mean, like you know, the plots, the plots, the, the plots by the Age of Light okay. series, they were a lot more. I know were a lot more complex. Not I think, as complex I think as, like, those JRPG. stories had better build up than, yeah. as, like just just this game in general because. You know, um, you you have uh, I forget which one it is, but the one where you become the avatar and stuff like that. Oh, four. Like, that's a great buildup, and then yeah. like this game is just like I don't know these these monsters are here, and then like they're actually not bad guys. They're just <laughs> looking for stuff because their thing is gone. It went bye bye, and now and now they're just being hot. I don't know if you look at this story. Like, let's say you've played all the Ultimate games before this. Mm-hmm. You know, from beginning to end, to end, and you play this game and you look at the story. The story kind of just doesn't make sense, and it just it has a like a couple of holes in it. It's it's honestly, I'd argue to say that the story isn't really that great. Mm. Right. Well, we will get into it, but you know, but but you know, the final point I was going to make was that you know, the complexity of this game as the complexity increased, that could also increase the complexity as far as like trying to figure things out. Because even though these games are not quite as linear as the first games are, I can see them being just as complex. Because like you know, as you, but you add meat to the game and like at playing time, you also like you also like you also tend to add like more things to do and uh, uh, more things to do and things to and places to go see and things to do and whatnot and, and make things like more comp uh, difficult to do. So there's nothing wrong with complexity in a game, but the way that this game is complex it just doesn't I it's s- just not in good ways um I was gonna yeah I, yeah I was gonna make some hints and tips toward the end of the podcast but I'll say one of them right now there's no shame in looking up like an FAQ for this game before you start oh, playing no, it because um because like you know it, it certainly I mean like the game the, the, the computer the computer version of the game came with a map originally so I like so I like so I don't think that so I don't think there's any harm in like, looking up a map but uh something else the Ultimate series with the Ultimate series like was famous for feelings uh, you know, those date back to a bygone era of computer games from the uh, late 80s and 90s, um, where like Infocom made this like famous, but Origin did a lot with their games. You know, they would include like bonuses, bonuses in the box. You know, sometimes it was tied into copy protection. Sometimes uh, sometimes it was just like extra stuff that had gameplay. But you know, you'd have things like cloth maps and coins, and like you know, like um, uh, like you know, books with like you know, extra your extra background material, your extra background material. We read into it. We gave you some hints and clues like the game and that kind of stuff and like you know i, I miss that stuff you know the like you know uh, um you know you know playing playing video games as often and as much as i played console games over the years growing up um you know i used to love that you know i used to love that stuff uh working designs did a good job of it too like their games also um uh uh 
flight that gains they brought over in the States, uh, like the Theoe stuff, so. Yeah, and, and yeah, this game, this game version that came with a map, so. <laughs> um, I'm sure it did. So, uh, this game, this game got poured, so this game got poured to a bunch of other uh, computers, uh, a lot of them, like, Japanese only. Um, you had the FM Towns, the PC, the PC-9801, and the, and the X, uh, Flame the Sharp X-68000, which we've talked about before in the past. Uh, all three of those were popular, like, Japanese, uh, Japanese, uh, Japanese, uh, Japanese, uh, computer, um, uh, Japanese computer games. Uh, it also came out on the Commodore. It also came out like on the Commodore, the, the Commodore 64. Uh, this this was the last ultimate ultimate game to come out on the come out come out on the on the, on the, come out on the C64. Uh, this was also the first game in the series that series that did not come out on the Apple II, which were the series that actually started at. Uh, by 1990, the 8-bit market, market was starting to die off. Uh, as the 16-bit systems came came on strong, both in the both for consoles and computers. So this is so so the 64 version of the game just has some severe limitations to it, even more so than the Super NES ports. Um, and besides, and besides DOS, this was the, the DOS. This game also came out like on the Amiga um, and the Atari ST. So let's talk a little bit about the companies behind the development of the Super NES port because these are kind of actually uh, interesting. Uh, we've talked about Infinity in the past, uh, but I don't know if you remember this, George. Infinity's, um, Infinity was a company that actually did, uh, uh, um, Infinity was a company that actually handled the uh, the porting of Wing Commander uh, over the Super NES. Right, I remember that. So, uh, they were they were primarily a Japanese company in the sense that most of their games came out in Japan only. Uh, they were around from 1986 to they had a long history. A lot of games came out with for multiple systems from the NES all the way up to the DS and the PS2. But most of their games were Japan only. Uh, their most popular games they had, they had a relationship with Origin uh, with Origin early on. So, so like they handled a lot of the Ultima games coming out. Uh, coming out on, on consoles, including this one. They also handled uh, Populous, uh, um, like the Super NES as well. Oh. So, um, so uh, going down, so going down the list here, like real quick. Like I said, like I said, a lot of their games were um, uh, um, a lot of their games like were Japan only. Uh, those games are ones like the, like the ones they were most like famous for. I think uh, they also did some Tamag- awesome Tamagotchi games that came out here in the West. Uh, back when Tamagotchi was a thing and and whatnot. That's funny that you bring that up. I was searching apps on my phone recently, and I hate to I hate to get sidetracked, but you just brought that up. Uh, <laughs> there's a Tamagotchi app, and it's like like Gen One, like it emulates like Gen One. Oh wow! I know, right? I was like, what? Like, do people <laughs> play this? This is weird. They probably do a little bit. <laughs> probably. It's just yeah. it's so weird that like. Out of all the things, like, uh, they went and made, like, and, like, this is, like, from, um, the, the company that put them out. I, I'm drawing a blank right now. But, uh, you, you know. Oh, Bandai. Yeah. Uh, uh, Namco Bandai put out, put, put this out. It's, like, a legitimate app. So. Back when Bandai was just Bandai, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, so. obviously they're, they're combined, so you gotta, <laughs> you gotta bring up that other one, you know. <laughs> But uh, yes. Uh, anyway, not to not to get sidetracked here. No, no, that's fine. So, the publisher is also quite interesting. Um, uh, Fujisaki Communications International, user full name, uh, more commonly known as FCI, uh, was coming <laughs> to publish this game. Uh, they were quite active uh, in the video game publishing market back in the eight bit and sixteen bit days. Um, 
they handled a lot of the uh, they handled uh, they handled they handled a lot of the North American translations of uh, translations of games released in Japan by a company called Pony Cannon, uh, which is actually another group. Uh, would uh, like both Pony Cannon and FCI were almost the same parent company, like Japan, uh, the Fumujaki Second Editions Group. Uh, they uh, they also uh, they're well known besides their Ultima series. Uh, they handled they handled publishing and that they they handled, they handled the publishing for Origin for many of the uh, Ultima games. I also handled the publishing for a lot of the Dungeon Dragons games during this time period. Um, you you may also know this, George. They also have, uh, later on they also started handling. Uh, they also uh, uh, they also responsible for handling publishing like some like wrestling games. Oh, okay. Like WCW Super Brawl Wrestling and WCW The Main Event. Oh, God. Yeah, okay. Yep. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I know those games. Yeah, they also... So, uh, they also... So, so they also like, they published a uh, Might Magic 3 over here, uh, uh, um, also on the Super NES. Um, uh, they also... Uh, they also they also were in development. They also were developing a Super NES version of Wing Commander 2, uh, the PC game, uh, hmm. before we... That was canceled. Uh, FCI FCI closed their closed 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 video game to uh, close the video game division like the uh, like uh, like the nineties to focus upon uh, television te- te- television operations, which is what they're still doing today. Well, so, I, I didn't know that. Yep. So Ooh. so, so still around, but no longer making games. So, but yeah, but yeah, FCI FCI had a pretty good track record. I think uh, they were pretty. I mean, like you know, they pretty much they pretty much published regardless of regardless regardless of the quality of the game. It was like an Ultima game, like or uh, an Ultima game, like or D and D game. So it's look as good as that. Some of their games are good, some of their games weren't. But like, but you know, but, but, you know they were, but you know they were just the publishers. I mean, like, you know, they were just the ones who were like, responsible, like, uh, are responsible for making the game, uh, are responsible for releasing the games. Depending on what games you played and and what hardware, like. Uh, some of you people probably see have seen FCI's name in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, the only th- the only other thing right now I can think of is uh, they did um, the port of uh, Bard's Tale for NES. Yes, they did. Yep, and that's a pretty yep. good port. Yeah, it was not too bad. Um, it definitely looked better than some of the other PC ports, but true, <laughs> it obviously had some things missing, like right. certain references to things, but. Mm-hmm. You know, in yeah. in general, it's still a good port to play. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So, um, let's talk a little bit about our Ultima history here. Um, you know, I, you know, I obviously am much older than George, so you are. <laughs> so I have a long history, a long history like the franchise. I remember, I remember playing this game in Uncle's house when I was like six years old, the very first game. So obviously, I know, obviously, I had no idea what the heck I was doing, but. Um, you know, I maybe want to play the games as it looked like they got older. So, um, I borrowed some of the games from friends, uh, or, uh, friends because money was tight as far as actually, like, you know, buying games back then. So, don't copy that floppy. It wasn't copies, actually. Like, you actually like, borrowed copies. Like, you oh, know, like, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, like, like, you know, like, you know, complete box of a complete box of copy protection. Because copy protection in this series was pretty good. You, you need the copy protection, especially for Ultima 6. So, um, yeah, Ultima, yeah, yeah, I played, I played all three Age of Enlightenment games when they came out, like the PC, and really liked all of them. Uh, I also played the later games. I played the earlier games several years ago. Uh, both, uh, both, both GOG and Steam has available now, uh, available on there for cheap, uh, uh, the, the whole, the whole franchise. 
uh, they're broken to the uh, the age the age trilogy, so you can buy like the first three in one pack, the next the, the, uh, the uh, next three in one pack, and so on, and so on. You can also buy them individually on EA's Origin system. Probably probably more money than you could like on GOG though. Uh, <laughs> well, they're they're all piecemeal; they're not packaged yeah. together. So, so. but, but yeah, uh, so. that's 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 where I have them. Yep. And, yep, and I have the collection from GOG because it's a very good collection on there. Like, you know, they run great, like in DOSBox or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, whatever emulator, uh, your emulator, uh, emulator that they're using on. And so I played the early, so, 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 so yeah, I played all nine, uh, all nine games, all nine, uh, nine, nine games in the series uh, at one point or another. I had not played any Ultima games on consoles too much. Uh, I played Ultima 4, the first, the first NES one, quite a bit. Um, I also played, like I said before, the Ultima Game Boy game, which I really enjoyed a lot because a lot of differences between playing a game ported over to console and a lot of, uh, 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 versus the versus game that was designed designed for console, uh, like the ground up, which would be well, an when interesting. When it comes to when it comes to Ultima 4 on NES, uh, I don't know how much further away you can get from the original. Yeah, it's a pretty rough port. Um, but, you know, I don't know about rough. I haven't played it. I think I own it, but I haven't played it yet. But um, I'm talking not, more about yeah. how just just how yeah. different it is. It's just oh, yeah, it's yeah. just like a basically a completely different game. True. Uh, well, at least about Ultima Six, I think. I mean, like, uh, uh, I mean, like, I mean, like, there were conver- I mean, there were differences. There were a lot of differences, actually. Matter of fact, which we we'll get into here later on. But, right. it, but, but you know, I think this game plays pretty close to the PC version. Like, uh, uh, you all things, like all things considered. So, uh, what about your history of the franchise, enough. George? Uh, I honestly don't remember where I found this stuff out, but I found it somewhere online a while ago. <laughs> And, you know, it's just stuff that I was interested in. I played a little bit of uh, a few of the games, and, you know, I think this was, like, around the time where some some people that I watched online, like, did reviews of the games and everything, and it was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is really cool, and, yeah. So I never finished any of the Ultima games, but I have a little bit of experience with some of them. If you know what you're doing, like, have a map and walkthrough handy, like, you can get the first three games in about, like, a few hours. So. Honestly, I think you could say that for a lot of games like that. Well, I mean, like you know, um, we might have mentioned here uh, the average. That's the, the a- that's the point, though, because like you're not supposed to know what you're doing until right. you figure it out. Like that's that's the yeah. way that that's how you got the playtime out of it. Yeah, and the average, yeah, yeah, and the consensus, and the consensus online, there's the average playtime, the playtime, the playtime of this game is um, like around like 40, 50 hours. Right. Um, whereas the where's the fastest speed run that I found uh, 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 on like YouTube for this game? Seven uh, minutes? No, it's actually longer. It's actually longer than you might think. Uh, because I said this is like an RPG, so I found a I found a tool assisted that was like seven minutes. Yeah, uh, no tool assist played properly uh, properly as it's supposed to be. Just not uh, the, uh, the, uh, the the speed run I found is just not uh, just under like eight hours. Okay, that's believable. Yeah. So that's that's a long speed run, but yeah. Well, like I said, I mean, like I mean, like, it's not. I mean, like I mean, I, I mean, it's it's a it's a CRBG. It's not really possible to speed run it. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I mean, like there there are probably some bugs that were not found by the developers around oh, that time. Oh yeah, there's just, bugs in this game. Like we'll get into that oh, too. Yeah. But <laughs> oh yeah. Well, when it comes to these games, there's got to be something, right? Something hidden away. It's like mm-hmm. if you get this ring at this time of day at this area that nobody <laughs> goes to, then like 
the sp- this spider appears and then you can <laughs> teleport everywhere and it's yeah. like what so this is our first time playing this game on Super NES. Uh, what made you want to pick this game, George, compared to some of the other Ultimate games that are available on the console? I don't know. I ask myself this every time I go to bed, <laughs> every time I look at myself in the mirror. Um, I don't know. I I might have mistaken some of the games. I'm not 100% sure. It's possible because it gets confusing. Like, uh, right. Confusing. Just like I said, like, you know, like, um, like, you know, like three, four... Three and four got ported like to the NES. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, two and three got ported to the NES. Four got ported to the Master System. Yes, which I just uh, you know Master System, uh, you know having a faithful port of uh, Ultima, but you know right. still being an 8-bit console. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. And Files came out like on the NES uh, um, as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Most most Ultima games are available on consoles, which I found surprising. Uh, besides, it's very interesting. Yeah. Besides, uh, besides six, uh, the uh, Ultima Seven also came out in the Super NES, um, and there was also a Japan-only game called Ultima: The Savage Empire, uh, which used uh, which was a graphical update using the black like in the Black Gate engine that Ultima, you know. All, uh, all that uh, your Ultima, your Ultima um, uh, um, uh, 7 uses. I don't so, know if that was just Japanese only. Maybe the console version was. Uh, well, well, Ultima, well, this, well, this different game than Black. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is a different game than, yeah, this is, yeah, this, yeah, this is a different game than Ultima 7. Ultima 7, the Black Gate, is a different game from Ultima Savage Empire. It, it, right, it used, but, but yeah. Savage Empire still came out on uh, PCs over here. Yes, it did. But right. I'm, okay, I'm, so, so. The, the, the so my, my was, question, my question is, uh, or I was, I was right in asking yeah. my question. It was Japanese only on console. Yes, it was playing okay. over the states, got canceled, and there is, there is available like a fan, pa- a fan patch like for it. Um, I'm sure there's. Yeah. yeah. So and then like, the, and so the last, the last Ultima game to come out as Super NES, as I mentioned earlier, was a port of uh, Runes of Virtue Two for like the Game Boy, which was designed for the ground up to be like a console game. So hmm. like, there's like there's four, like there's four. Like there's, like there's four Ultima games available in Super NES. So now it's been about uh, ten years since I played Ultima Six last. I think on the PC. So I remember. This, so, so, so like I remember this game. So I have like high like so I have like pretty fond memories of this game. I, I remember being like very very good. Uh, one of my favorite Ultima games in the franchise. Not this one. Yes, Ultima Six. Oh. Not my favorite game in the sen- uh, favorite game in the series, but four, five, and six for me are my favorite games. The franchise, all the uh, franchise, the franchise period, because I think like the first three games are kind of simple, and the last three games went very heavy, three D ver- ver- uh, action slogging kind of like gameplay style. Some of the changes they made those other games, I you know, didn't sit as well with me. Like even they're still like decent games. Ultima Seven, when we got it finally like patched, finally is it uh, turned out to be like a very very good game. I think. Um, Ultima 8 also eventually came out to be like pretty good, but the fans had to like save that one. And Ultima and Ultima, <laughs> and, and Ultima 9, the less said about that one, the better. <laughs> just everything about it. I still, I still want to play it, believe it or not, but just everything it's about okay. that game. It's okay, just the problems, there are a lot of problems. There are pro- that, there, There's there a problems lot of bugs, the just, just a lot in of general. Bugs, yes, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Ultima, yeah, Ultima 8, uh, yeah, Ultima 7 and 8 were all yeah, all three of those games were pretty buggy when they first came out, but Origin eventually got the bugs fixed on seven. The fans eventually fixed the bugs on eight. Um, nine never really got like fully patched, unfortunately. So you but. say unfortunately, but that just goes to show that nobody really cares about that <laughs> game. Um, but yeah, you know, like um, 
the, the overall the overall plot idea for the the, the overall plot idea of the age trilogy uh, I mean, you know like flip like this trilogy the age of enlightenment was really it was really unique and groundbreaking like the time uh, um, uh, it was really like original and groundbreaking like time period that it came out on right uh, no other game I've really done it since then the whole idea the whole idea be the whole idea behind it being like you know and this is something I really like in the series you're basically you you're basically you have your normal life in this world that you're doing and you're, that, you're, that you're doing that you're doing that you, you're doing your living. You have a job. You have a, a job. You have a family. You have like your friends. You have a TV. You have a TV. Um, and you every now and then you either are called upon to go to uh, you know, uh, 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 to go upon Britannia, uh, or you like you step upon it, or decide to just go there because you're bored, which is kind of like happens. Um, I would have to have, you know, which what happens like some of the games. So uh, I, I really love that. I like as an idea or as a concept. Basically, like you're you, and every now and then you go off to this other world, other this other world had this uh, look up the, you have this like whole different life, different you know fantasy quest adventures, that kind of stuff, and then you just come back to this world and like, okay, that's done, move on. <laughs> the the one thing that's missing uh, from this version is the whole. Uh, because in the PC version, didn't they ask you questions to help they build did. up your character? The, yeah, for some reason, protection. that just wasn't a thing in this game. That was copy protection, like Ultima 6, so that's why I took it out. Was it copy protection? Yeah, Are you sure but, about that? I thought it, it changed your stats. Um, Let me confirm that. I, I could have sworn it changed your stats. But also, like, on top of that, I think you could also, like, just create a character in general, and it could be either a male or, or a female, whereas in this port, you're just a man. True. Right? Yep, yep, yes. Okay. Yeah. So... I'm just making sure on that. Right. Um, yeah, it says here it was part of the copy protection. Um, really? Yeah, I mean, I can, hmm, okay. I, I mean, I can, I mean um, you know, it, like, you know, like, you know, like, you know, it did affect your stats. Uh, like, you're right about that, but it also, but it also, like, did okay. that as well, so... Okay. Um... But anyway, yeah. So, um, and so, and, and so, the Age of Enlightenment also like also featured the whole avatar system, which George has mentioned. You were asked a bunch of questions. There's uh, questions which are called the uh, virtue questions, questions, uh, you know, which kind of depend upon uh, which influence who you are, who you are as a character, as a person. And it's possible. It's possible. It's possible to beat the game, regardless, regardless, regardless of the answer that the, the answer that you make. But some, but some builds are easier than other builds. Right. Uh, you know, depending on your, you, you, uh, depending on your system, makes so, sense. Yeah. So the plot for Ultima Six, like I said, like, like I said, all the Ultima games do follow one another pretty much, pretty much, pretty much in like their plots. Maybe not directly, but there are elements, ideas, places, characters, characters, whatever that carry over like in game to game. Um, you know, in this one, like, you know, in this one, um, you. You're called upon to go. Actually, no. Actually, on this, actually on this one, uh, uh, like this one, you stay. You stumble upon uh, going back to Britannia by accident. I think there's like a lightning storm and like a circle of like stones of uh, stones and whatnot. So, um, so this is this is one of the games where you're not really we're not really quite prepared to go back to to go back to Britannia yet. But but you did, <laughs> and you seem wish you hadn't because you find out that things are kind of. Kind of are, are kind of like very wrong here because uh, you find out that the um, that even though that even though the Lord Britannia is, um, um, sorry, Lord British has returned has has returned to power in Britannia based upon your actions like in early games, uh, you're captured and you're captured and it captured it captured and about to be sacrificed by gargoyles. Um, 
when through your companions from uh, our companions suddenly show up, like and save you, like you're known as the avatar of this game. Um, and you find out uh, that the, the, the and you find out that the, the, and you find out that the gargoyles are fighting are fighting are fighting Lord British to try to like gain control of like the country uh, of the country. Um, then you have to then you have to capture. Sorry, recapture the shrines of virtue that the that the that the gargoyles have captured, and you go up in a quest to be able to save them. And you're also as and also as the, and also and also and also like the name implies, a lot, a lot of people think that you're a false prophet. They don't believe you. Uh, like you're you'll they don't believe that you're you. Basically, they don't believe that you're a righteous character. And you uh, and you have a lot of like you know like pessimism and a lot of antagonism and hatred to overcome to overcome as you go through this game. So um. For the time it came out, a pretty good plotline, I thought. Uh, maybe not quite as deeper, uh, um, deeper developed as uh, uh, you know, as one, you know, as one sees in a modern, a modern, uh, a modern, a modern CRPG. But I remember, like, um, but it was like pretty fun to play through with like the time. I thought. Um, I don't know. There's just so many questions because. Oh, geez, what was it? So I don't, I don't know every single detail about all these games, but it, I know and it really the helps general have, story. Yeah, it really helps to have previous knowledge, uh, pre- uh, previous right. knowledge about my games. So, but so. like the game before, I believe, like at the end of that game, you took a book or something, uh, and I that think you book did? Yes. belonged to the gargoyles, and yes. they needed it. So they're in this game now because they they're taking over shrines because they need that sort of power or something yes. but the problem is like if that was the problem why didn't the gargoyles just come and try to be diplomatic before they started trying to kill everybody and taking over the shrines so there's that but then there's also Lord British being um, kind of racist in a way and not wanting to work with them until like the end uh, and I just there's just there's so many questions because it's like I don't know. If you play throughout this whole game and look at the story, it's like, why this? Why that? Why the other thing? It's like, why didn't they just, you know, why didn't they just ask? You know, why didn't they just do this? Why is this guy being that way? And I don't know. It just, it doesn't make sense to me. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because actually, since it was actually like those themes are like the, are, uh, are, are you, are those themes are these central themes that this game explores. Um, you know, this game was very, Groundbreaking and somewhat controversial when it first came out because uh, uh, because of the fact it dealt very heavily with uh, I mean like a racism um, and xenophobia. Uh, you want to talk about controversial? What about pagan? Just in the yeah. box, just yeah, the box so. cover. <laughs> but yeah, you know, like you know, like you find out as the game goes on that the gargoyles have very valid reasons for a uh, 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 valid reasons like for loathing you, uh, probably based upon like George mentioned all. Uh, earlier that book that you stole um and you have to and to win the game you have to reconcile these two very different uh seemingly opposing cultures of like man and gargoyle and that kind of um so so that's what i said this game was you know, this game was pretty groundbreaking when it came out because of because of, because of that stuff because like not many games dealt with dealt with, dealt with these themes back then i mean you have to remember this is the you have to remember this game came out originally originally pc back in 1990 right so I mean, like you know, I really like that. Um, I don't know, know. It still kind of feels haphazardly put together, uh, given the limitations. Of the, the limitations of the hardware. I mean, I try to. Time, I, I, but... I see what I see what they're doing there, but like, I don't know what it is that they just. Some of some things are overshadowed. Some things are not really fleshed out. Some things just don't make that much sense. 
can I think part of that probably depends upon knowledge upon um I, I yeah some of that some of that some of that really depends upon you having knowledge past Ultima games so I like so this is this is so this is a hard game to pick up and play um you really have to be a fan of the a fan of the a fan a fan of the style game or of the Ultima series uh, really or just to have a lot of patience. Well, patience helps too, but, but patience helps like in all the other games. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Um, but yeah, the actual gameplay follows a style similar to like uh, a style similar to past Ultima games. You're looking, uh, you're, you're looking the world at a top down, a top down, a top down map, uh, and a top down, a top down game screen. You have you have companions with you, a party of four. Um, and you basically just select characters and you can do, and, and you're pushing a button, brings up a menu where you can select, uh, select like commands, uh, commands to pick it, to pick whatnot, and the text shows up, and, and the text shows up, uh, text shows, text shows up, shows up on the bottom of the screen. So, uh, graphically, the game, the game, the game, I think is, it's pretty good. I, I, uh, you would follow the style. Um, you know, there are obviously graphical differences between this game and the original PC version. Mm-hmm. There's definitely. Uh, 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 they the, look the, similar enough, though. They, they do. They, they do. They, they look similar enough. I this mean, game, the, 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 one of the big differences is that there's no text parser here. True. That's kind of a big part of this yep. game on the computer. Is you know, typing out s- certain commands and yes, the game screen was re- yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the game screen was yeah, the game screen was redesigned slightly. Um, right. Uh, so and also like when you talk to people, like in on the computer version, you need to basically know and remember certain like keywords. Whereas All like in this game, like that. Yep. Right. Right. Yep. Whereas in in this port, um, obviously you can't really type, so uh, these keywords are kind of unlocked through conversation, and, and that's uh, really you're, like. you're that able helps. to use them. What's up? That change I really like. That makes the game easier a little bit. Like yeah, having those keywords yeah, I saved. Guess so. but, but then you can't ask him about weird stuff. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so the graphics definitely have a super nice look to them, I think. I mean, they definitely have a very console, console-wise look. It's uh, it's accurate to the computer version, though. It is, yeah. I mean, yes. like, you, know, the, um, you know, the colors, it's, it's accurate. It's accurate at the same time, the colors and graphics do look a bit super nice-sized. Yes, I, 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 I think we just invented a word there, but S N E S I is me, Captain. Yeah. So, did you, so, so, do you have any problems with the graphics to, 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 with the graphics or the interface you're getting around? Oh, the interface! Oh, me, oh my! Um, yeah, yeah I, I'm not that. sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if it counts as the interface. I guess it might, but like picking up items, mm-hmm. it's kind of eh. Um, oh man, like every time you want to look at anything that is not on the screen, you have to go through the pause menu, the equipment menu, mm-hmm. and it, that's the worst part because that stuff, I believe, is is all there on the computer version. Like you can look at it right there, and obviously you're also using a mouse to control all that stuff, so it's nice a and mouse fluid. Mouse and a keyboard. And, keyboards are always yeah, keyboards right. are, yeah, yeah, keyboards are always needed for these games. Of course, so, but I mean, yeah. like just like going through the the equipment menu, you're just using your mouse, and it's much easier there. But it's just. Oh man, and and it's so funny because like, um, even in the PC version, you know the the SNES version is is really alike with this, but like, you can't tell what's what just by looking at it. You have to like examine, like in the, like in game examine to see what like what items are what. 
mm-hmm. because it just like it's like is that a torch what is that is that just fake dog poop what is what is this and it's just uh but also it's just uh, the, the the main point is just it's tedious and annoying to go through the menu and it's like there's not really a better way to do this due to the SNES limitations yes but it's it's still it's still a problem point for this game like anything you do anything you want to do and then also like if you want to use a torch like you have to make sure you have a free hand but then like once it becomes daytime and your torch hasn't run out like you can't get rid of it unless you like throw it out or something and oh my god (laughs) you should you should you should take the other half of this ranting (laughs) well I find it frustrating and difficult too, maybe not to the degree that you did, but you know, because I understand, I understand on one hand, the programmers did the best they could with Super NES Pad, because you had to cram down this complex interface into like, you know, like, four buttons, uh, 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 you know, four buttons in a pad, so. I want to um, know how many people went crazy, like, trying to do this. You know, just, just went insane. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do what? <laughs> So, well, I mean, like, you know, this game was never a different market. Like I said before, console, 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 computer gaming markets did, did not, could not cross over for the longest time. Uh, so, right. like, you know, so, like, this game was never a different market. Curiously enough, this game was, you know, this game was primarily meant for Japan. Uh, like Japan, it came out in the U.S. in the U.S. as kind of a secondary afterthought because, curiously enough, even though this game, like, even though this series, even this series was like was a Western RPG, it did very popular like in Japan. Uh, up to the right. point, you know, up to the point where actually like you uh, know up to the point where up to the point like several games got released with like tie-in, like tie-in like anime, your know, anime and like a magnet produced as well. So, um, really, yeah. I didn't know that. So, like, the so content versions of these games were primarily aimed at the Japanese market. Um, th- you know, that's why some of the games came out in Japan only. And, like, you know, the, and, and, uh, like, so the, like, so it's kind of afterthought, the afterthought, the afterthought to, to kind of, like, lease it over here in North America uh, on the console. And so, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's aimed at a different market. People, people playing this game probably, probably did not, you know, did not know about the original interface, um, slash controls slash whatever that the computer version of the game had so I mean they just they didn't know any better it's like they learned to adapt it to adapt to it you know coming you know coming to this game from the computer version when you had like 20 buttons to connect down to four yes that's very frustrating and very difficult to get used to but I think if you approach this from the mindset of somebody back then who didn't play on the computer first uh, first and this is your first exposure to it then you you know like you 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 know, then you tolerated it. I, 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 you know, I agree with you. It was never, you know, it was never ideal. It was never like great. This is a problem all of my games on consoles had, by the way. You know, many NES ones, uh, um, um, as well. But you just simply like dealt with it because that's what that you know that's what that's what you had that you dealt with. So, I kind of wish there was like support for the mouse for some of these games. Yeah, but you, but still the keyboard. But but you go the mouse route, you really had to have the keyboard too. So uh, yeah. no, you could have mouse in one hand, gamepad in the other. Yeah, I suppose. But but the uh, but I guess yeah. that wasn't like that wasn't really in the mindset until like somewhat recently. Because somewhat recently, yes. You know, you, you you don't really see any of that stuff until like uh, like last generation. You True. know. Yep. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I mean, like, you know, the game itself ran pretty smoothly. I mean, the, the, uh, 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 you know, I mean, like, you know, there were a few slowdown spots, but, uh, 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 slowdown spots, but not, like, you know, too much. Um, I noticed right. a pause, but a pause, like, whenever the game would, like, you know, like, get ready to expose the contents, the, you, to expose the contents of a room. Like, when, like, you, like, crossed over, like, one room to another, like, uh, um, you know, the game had, like, filled in for you. Um, slight pause there, not that bad. Um, yeah, well, I had to draw everything in, so... Yeah, yeah. So, again, again, you know, the Super NES had a limited, uh, less powerful processor memory memory than what the original computer version did, so... Um, but, uh... I think another so- annoying thing was the whole music stuff, and this, this is... This goes deep into the PC version, too, but, like, you know... Randomly, you'll just be listening to one song. I, I, actually, you could be playing for a while and listening to the same song on loop for a while, and then just out of nowhere, the music will just cut to something different for no reason. Like, there's strange. no rhyme or reason, yeah. but also, there's hardly any songs in this game. I want to say there's. When I played, I only noticed like three different songs. You'd be surprised to how many songs you actually are listed, like on the Super NES, like OST, uh, like this game. Right. Well, see, that's that's the problem. How do you access those songs in the game? Well, there's 14 songs altogether. Wow, because I only heard like three. Well, some of them play during. Well, well, well. Let me start off. With, well, let me start. Off, well, let me start. Off, let's start. Uh, uh, start off by saying this is this is a this is a pretty faithful recreation of the uh, uh, recreation of the music. Uh, you know, the music like the PC version. So the PC yes, version. The way that it, the way that it yeah. works and the way that it sounds. Yes. Yes. So yes. Uh, some of these songs play only once or in certain parts of the game. Uh, for example, you only hear dungeon music while you're in dungeons. You only hear the end game music. I mean, during the end game, you only hear the introduction music during the introduction, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, right there, right, right there, that limits the number of songs, uh, of songs, like songs available to you. Okay. Well, uh, I, I, I was talking about like when you're in the game playing it. Like, yes, there's different music for the introduction and the ending yeah. and everything. Yes. Yeah. But when I literally sat down and played the game, there was only like two or three songs that I've heard. Uh, there was about maybe about like uh, maybe about like four songs I heard uh, that I heard regularly. Uh, one dungeon piece, like, and then also three like overworld pieces. Right. So um, it's just, I, uh, it gets so annoying. It's limited soundtrack. Yeah, you're right. I mean, like you know, but all uh, the yeah, but all the but also games, like I said, uh, it doesn't. There's no rhyme or reason to why some of the songs like change. Yeah. Like they'll they'll cut out and change to a different song, and it's like it's not because battle started. It's not because you know you went into this like pub or whatever. It's like no, it just just because it felt like it for some reason. <laughs> you know, have you noticed that? Uh, I did. I mean, like you know, I just uh, I mean. I- you know, it's a bit annoying, but 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 you know, but you know, I it think is. there's things. I, I think I think I think I think there's things going on going on behind the scenes that we're not really like aware about uh, in the overworld. Um, so again, I was so again, I was not so I so again, like the graphics, I was annoyed by this, but I wasn't but I, but I wasn't as annoyed by this like as you apparently were. Um, well, just they're like, just like they're kind of just short loops, and then it just gets annoying after a while. You know? They're short songs, yes. That I feel, yeah. yeah, that I fully agree with. But again, um, again, uh, again, because 1990, I mean, like you know, sound cards for computers were still a pretty new thing back then. A lot of people didn't have or care about computer music that they were like later, you know, later years. So I mean, like you know, music, mu- music, music, ultimate games like, uh, until the last game was always an afterthought. So I mean, like, you're so you're just doing the limitations, unfortunately, vis a vis by the you know by the PC port. Yeah. So, 
Uh, we probably should talk about those differences, actually, as a matter of fact. That's a good, um, you know, that's a good point to bring it up. There were a lot of changes under this game, uh, ver- uh, 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 you know, versus the, uh, 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 versus the original like, computer, um, uh, computer, uh, computer version of the game. We already mentioned, we already mentioned the controls, how the controls had to be, like, you know, uh, shoehorned onto the controller. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, the two other, the two other major ones that, are, uh, um, Two other major changes, and I'm talking broad strokes here. I'll go into details of this later on. Um, like, like plot changes, and the like, in the like, the violence was reduced. Like, was reduced to meet like any uh, was used in the game to meet like Nintendo standards. Right. Uh, because, yeah. To, to, because this game, Nintendo, Nintendo was still trying to do kind of like kind of, uh, family-friendly games, uh, primarily uh, like in the console. So. Um, Let's go down some of the changes. Change changes here. Change here. Like change here. Like real, real, real quick. The opening, the the opening, the opening scenes. The introduction of the game is different. Slightly, slightly different. Not like you know, major, major difference. But there are some differences. The gargoyles try to kill you still. So there's that. Changes, changes, changes made to the game to fit the NOA guidelines. Alcoholic drinks were taken out, of course. Um, Which makes the pub useless. Well, <laughs> actually, I don't even know if you could get alcohol in the base game. No, um, uh, the, the PC game had the PC game has booze. Okay. This, yeah, this game does not. Like I said, the ultimate games were designed for adults, so like you know, it's perfectly okay for an adult to drink because. Is because it though? <laughs> is it alright for an adult to drink? Most adults can handle their booze just fine. <laughs> Sometimes too much is just one. Anyway, come um, on. For some reason, for some reason, for some reason, some of the spell names were changed. Uh, destroy, um, uh, destroy, destroy, destroy was renamed from Kill, and Great Awake, and Great Awakening was renamed from Resurrect. So I have no idea what happened there. Um, hmm. There was there was blood and gore in the PC version of the game taken out. Oh yeah, uh, uh, taken out here. Uh, you um, you could do a lot more stealing in the PC version of the game, but flip like opposed to this version of the game. Um, do not allow to kill the Lord British like most town folks. Uh, play this version of the game, um, and if people caught you stealing, uh, like the original like PC version of the game, they could attack you. Uh, that's a holdover from all the Ultima games. Uh, in this version of the game, they do nothing. They're just like, okay, whatever. They just say, no, 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 bad, no, no. Bad. <laughs> uh, so uh, changes, changes, changes the game due to being on a cart, as a cart as opposed to being on floppy disk or CD-ROM because this game was CD-ROM also, because, uh, also like later on. Uh, obviously, obviously, the copy protection questions are gone. Uh, you, you can't import character data from early Ultima games, obviously. Obviously. Um, you can't access the debug menu, obviously. Um, Aww. <laughs> um, in the beginning, so like the beginning, like the beginning of the CD-ROM version, George mentioned this earlier. Uh, you could you could create your character by answering the questions, and, and can you also like pick the gender of your character? This is all gone in the Super NES version, uh, uh, your version of the game. Um, in the original PC version of the game, you can make one of your characters go off by themselves, like in solo mode, if you wanted to. Wait, uh, are you sure? Wait, solo mode isn't a thing in the SNES version? It is for it is for your guy. I'm talking about the kid. Uh, uh, oh, okay. You can't yeah. control your other party members. Exactly. Okay. Right. So, uh, in the in the PC version of the game, uh, characters you talked to had portraits. Yes. Um. Um. Uh, uh. Your characters. Your characters. Easy for your characters. The PC version of the game also like also like also said a mantra like every time they cast a spell. Uh. The um. The, the only place the only mantras that mentions are mentioned here like are. Um, are like in a couple of books. 
in the PC and version, who reads the, books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the PC version of the game, the balloon was not as helpful because you had to rely on the wind uh, in that game uh, to go anywhere, which made more sense because, of course, it's a balloon. Balloons are operated by uh, 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 your balloons. Your balloons are powered by wind. So, uh, if you had a magic fan or a fan by placed by wind change, uh, then you could steer it better. Uh, since there's no wind in, the, uh, wind in this version of the game, uh, both the item and the spell uh, like went bye-bye. Unfortunately. So, the blue would have been nice to get around the game with. So, that one... That one I, that one I kind of miss. Wait, the balloon was removed? Yes. That's weird. I... I thought I saw some gameplay for this version, and there was a balloon. Uh, oh, sorry. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Um, I apologize. I apologize. I apologize. There, I mean, like I misspoke. Uh, the balloon's still here. Uh, the magic fan and the spell wind change are gone. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, in the PC version of the game, you had to manually play uh, play the song "Stones" on your uh, 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 um, you like your keyboard, like the one character t- uh, to advance in the game. In this in this version of the game, it gets done figured out like automatically. Um, in the PC in the PC version of the game, uh, you could um, uh, your one character is like a big staves for you. Can these staves uh, operate similar to the energy wand, fire wand, the cast a spell that you chanted on? Uh, like for example, you could have like like for example, you so you could have like destroy wands and stuff like that. Uh, all you had to do was like so all do for him to make you staves, you was bring him a staff. Um, for some reason, they took all this out. It's the Super NES version. I'm not sure why. So, and there, are, and finally, there are a ton of spells missing in this version of the game. A ton of spells. So, lots of, so, uh, so, so there's a lot less magic, uh, magic available, uh, uh, magic available for, uh, 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 magic available for you like this version of the game. Probably, probably they took all the, probably they, they probably the, the, the main reason they made all they made all these changes like uh, like like memory sizes on the cards. Uh, unfortunately, so. Uh, tricks you could do in the PC version of the game you can't do here. You do, uh, um, you can't use animate and clone on magic items. Uh, uh, um, uh, to basically make infinite um, items because the spells are not here. Same goes for do, uh, 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 your save. Uh, uh, same goes for pickpocketing food with like animals. Um, you can't recruit the um, you can't recruit a mysterious party member in this version of the game like could the PC version of the game by digging up a character, um, a skeleton actually like my grave. Um, in the PC version of the game, you have you, uh, the PC version of the game. You, you, uh, I, uh, you, for your party size is maxed out to eight characters, uh, but if only four could be used in battle. Um, in the card, you can only have six uh, six members at a time. Um, but on the bright side, all uh, but on the bright but, 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 but on the bright side, all six can join you in battle. Huh. Um, PC version of the game, Sherry is used as uh, 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 Sherry's uh, Sherry's an party member. In this game, you know, in this game, like she's just an item. Um, the instruction manual mentions the instruction manual mentioned the enemy known as the Silver Serpent. That's supposed to be in the uh, Silver Serpent. That's the serpent that serpent that's supposed to be in this game. Um, but the but for some reason the end for some reason the for some reason the, the character of the enemy never shows up. Um, like the Superman's version of the game. Uh, bug perhaps oversight. Uh, uh, not sure. So. 
There's uh, there's some glitches. Uh, there's some glitches glitches in the game. Also, you can also um you can also uh, um you can also do bonus bonus hit items like uh, um your inventory by doing like a certain sequence uh, uh do a sequence of commands, and you can also use a glitch to get as many oils as you want to. Of course. Yeah. So. Uh so those so so those are all the changes. Um. They're pretty significant changes, but I think, but I, but I think overall, you know, I only played about like six hours of this game. Uh, overall, the plot changes and the overall gameplay changes are still—they hurt the game a little bit, I think. But the, uh, you know, but the overall, the, you know, the overall feeling, so the, the overall feeling of an ultimate game is still there. I it's mean, a like close I said, enough port. Yeah, I mean, like you know, converting this game to the console was always very difficult. None of the, uh, I don't think any of the uh, any of the ultimate games ported very well uh, over the consoles, but but at least but at least they still played like uh, played like Ultima games at least. Right. Uh, you know, even you you even this watered down version of the game. So um, having said that, George, you expressed real frustration about having to pick this game. Um, you already touched on some of it. Uh, I suspect um, I suspect you, um, I suspect you also had gameplay issues. Um. I mean, getting into a battle is fine. Uh, there's nothing wrong with, like, fighting, really. I think the biggest problem was the whole... The way that the leveling system works, and that mm. there's only eight levels, and to level up you need to get to shrines, but shrines yep. are overtaken by the gargoyles, so you need to fight the gargoyles. But if you don't have good enough stuff, then you're going to get killed by the gargoyles a lot of times, and you're just going to lose all that XP you gain from other battles, and... It can be a vicious loop if I, I I don't know if it's like if you should get if it's about being like getting lucky or or what but I just it was just difficult to to get anywhere in this game. That's a common yeah, that's a common frustration because they're a common frustration to because all the Ultima games use the living system kind of like similar to that. But I mean, like it's not like to level up. But it's not like other games where you have that kind of system to level up. It's it's not like, oh, hey, you gotta go to the shrine. Oh, wait, the shrine has enemies and they're probably going to kill you so you can't level up. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, and I mean, and not, not all the Ultimas did that. There were some that, that you kind of automatically leveled up. But I think most of them, I think you most have to go them, to a shrine. Yeah, most of them either had to go to a shrine or talk yeah. to Lord... Uh, um, or talk to Lord British right. uh, to, to, to like advanced levels, which sometimes you didn't want to do because if you advanced levels, you become stronger. Yes, but stronger monsters also appear like in the world. Right. So it was a real give and take in, in those games. There's multiple philosophies like about how best to approach that. So yeah, I mean, like you know, I definitely share that frustration too. I mean, like you know, I had that same frustration like in the PC version of the game as well. So I mean, like um, so so that's not new to this version of the game. So I mean, I mean, you just have to be like you know very very prepared and just like you know be and just and just like, you know, like be patient. I mean, this game requires a lot of, a lot of patience, a lot of grinding, uh, a lot of like you know like. Um, if you're not using if you're not using cheats, if you're not using like a walkthrough as you play, uh, there's a there's a there's a, there's a lot of like looking around, trying to find you're trying to follow vague clues, trying to you're trying to figure out how to how to do this or how to how to do this, or how to go there or whatnot, and, and it can be very frustrating. Right. So I mean, like you know, yeah. If you, so if you play this game, I definitely recommend like looking like at a, uh, I mean looking like a, uh, uh, looking spoiler free, your spoiler free walkthrough first. Uh, there's a couple of those available like online, um, and, and and like I said, the PC, PC version that for the, the, the game came with maps, and so no harm having a map either. Um, 
So overall, George, I guess that your overall frustration of the game came a combination of the the, the interface, like the gameplay. Uh, I mean, the interface is something you could get around. Um, the gameplay, yeah. It just when the game makes it difficult for you to progress, mm. it's kind of a problem, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like you know, I mean, like you know, these games, you you do you, you know, these games hark back, uh, hark back to you hark back to an olden time where like you know things were done like very very differently, and like you know it can be very difficult for somebody of this, uh, like this year, uh, 2017, like uh, sorry, tw- uh, yeah, okay, 2018, Ooh, like to record this. Whoa. Yeah, we're a marshal. Yeah, we're still doing that. Yeah, we're still doing that. Yeah, but like, I, I, I mean, like also on top of that, um, I don't. I, the, as much as I play, like, there wasn't really that much exploration either. There was a lot of just, like, follow this road and follow that road, and I didn't really find much... Uh, I didn't really find areas that really went off the road. There were some, but, like, there were traps, basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, the gargoyles, the gargoyles like, they live in their own world. <clears throat> right, so right, and I, I understand, to, like, that's, yeah. that's pretty much the, the whole game, but also yeah. just, like, walk around this world there was there was nothing it felt almost dead it was like stagnant almost nothing going on except for the gargoyles a lot of the ultimate games had that they had that flaw too you know to the more recent ones that's uh, like that's hardly new here yeah that's uh, that's a shame but I mean but again you know like you, you know like this RPG was designed for different people you know, to, to, to view different people uh, different people like different time periods so um but they uh so yeah, I mean, like you know, these the ultimate games, the ultimate games can be very tough to go back to nowadays and play, regardless of, like of what game it, that it is, even the newer ones, uh, because they have to be to be use systems and concepts and ideas that are not really utilized utilized too much anymore these days. Um, so I think, like you know, like uh, a lot of the so a lot of the frustrations that you expressed there, George, definitely can be kind of a um, uh, you definitely can like. Um, you have to go into the game understanding that and kind of like overcoming it I think so I mean the way that this game plays is is quite different to a lot of other RPGs of the time that you would play mm-hmm. especially with the whole like shrine system I can't think of other games where you would have to go somewhere to specifically level up maybe like put in like skill points or something but leveling yeah, up in a- general I, I can't think of anything yeah. There was there was there was a little bit about that in the might um uh, the might magic series, but okay. yeah, the ultimate series definitely made it like un- uh, unique. But the ultimate right. series, the, 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 but but yeah, the ultimate series, the, the ultimate series like was always about that. Um, you know, like uh, you know, they always emphasize the shrines. The shrines are a huge degree. So, I mean, the, I, I mean, the gameplay basically is the same for all the ultimate games. The only difference, the, uh, 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 the major differences, the major differences for them are the story. Um, and like, you know, how you're actually getting about going from point A to point B and what you're doing once you get there. Right. Um, I mean, like, you know, the, the actual, the actual approach is the same way to it. And like, you know, it's a very difficult, patient, thorough approach. And like, you know, you have to go into, and you have to go into that game with like that mindset. Um, so I, uh, so I certainly understand your frustration, like, of this game. Um, I liked it. I liked it just fine. I thought it was an okay port uh, to Super NES. I think it pales in comparison to the original PC version of the game. But um, as far as the console version of the game, it captured the essence of the game, even though they cut out quite a bit. Um, I would probably only, re- I, you know, I'd probably uh, probably like only recommend playing, playing this game uh, in this version. Nowadays, nowadays, like if you're a real big Ultima fan, I want to see how, how it plays, but. 
Um, you know, I think for when it, I, I, but, but I think for when it came out, it's perfectly fine. Um, it's, um, you know, it, like, you know, it's playable. Um, so I think it's like an okay, like an okay game. It does make me kind of curious to see some of the other Ultimate games in the system to see how they, like, uh, like compare to this one. Yeah. And you probably have no interest, like, at all. Like that George after this game. <laughs> I don't want to go back to this game because it's just it's it's too much, and it it just I don't know it just doesn't really feel that rewarding either. Do you have any interest in? Do you have any interest? Like just possibly like like possibly a year or so of checking out like Ultima Seven. Yeah, I want to check that out. Um, I have the Master System version of Four. Well, I mean, I have all of the Ultimas. Uh, I think it's all of them on Origin, but um. Yeah. You know, I have the Master System version of 4, and I have the yeah. NES version of 4. I want to check those out. Yeah. I'm also curious to see how Runes of Virtue 2 is, because like I said, you know, that's, uh, you know, that was designed for a console. Well, a Game, well, game Boy, but... Right. A Game Boy, but you know what I a mean. A handheld but, console, yeah. you might yeah. call it. Yeah. It wasn't ported over, ported over to a, ported over to somewhere else. It was made else. for it. Exactly. Right. So... I mean, I mean, Super NES, I mean, Super NES version's a port to the Game Boy version, but the Game Boy version was original... <laughs> Play original game, but you get what I mean. Yes. <laughs> um, I didn't talk about the bugs. The bugs this game has. There's some. There's, uh, there's some like pretty major bugs. I'm not sure if you ran into. Uh, 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 I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you ran across any of these, George. But um, did, did you see any of the uh, discard? A uh, discard sprites that happened because of battles. Uh, I don't think I noticed any of that. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes when you get into fights with demons, for example, uh, the, um, you know they can put your characters both to sleep and charm at the same time. Yeah. Um, and that can cause sprites to get, to, you know, like, like it cause your character sprites to either vanish or become messed up. Oh, that sounds um, terrible. Uh, well, 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 it only lasts. Uh, it only lasts until the character wakes up, play where the battle ends. But okay. it can make it. But it definitely can make it more difficult to see where's your character, like where to go to. So. Right. Um. Also, sometimes with certain enemies, uh, but for example, like Zoltan's group is the prime example of this, I guess. But it can happen occasionally with some other enemies. Uh, only, uh, only, <coughs> uh, only one or two of them like appeared. Um, um, you know, as opposed to an entire group, uh, which makes it frustrating. Frustrating because you need to talk to this guy like right away, and like you know, there's not the people there, 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 there that they're supposed to be there. So. Uh, also, speaking of like battle battle flaws, if you're, fight, um, if you're fighting dragons or drakes, sometimes uh, there'll be so many enemies on screen at once, and, and someone said, um, 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 someone's happening uh, that the game basically crashes. The battle engine gets stuck, and I uh, get stuck, and get stuck. Then your only option is to restart the game. Oh, great! <laughs> uh, also, certain ROMs in this game may have a, uh, a certain, also certain ROMs in this game may have a bad dump. Um, uh, this is a problem that plagued a lot of our uh, Super NES games early on, actually, and, and they never quite fixed this fix this problem like this game. Uh, if you use um, the, uh, the bug manifests itself in that that, that certain versions of versions of the ROM, uh, if you use a Moonstone, I won't be able to dig it back up. Uh, so that means you can't get the Moonstone back. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. So I uh, you know, I know how to so, get the Moonstone back. You die. <laughs> Uh, so basically, if you're emulating the game and you're not sure which version of the game you have, save first and then save first, like, and then try that out and see what happens. Um, also, uh, the last bug, and this one I definitely ran into, uh, you lose karma sometimes, like, for no reason. It just happens. Really? Yep. I couldn't tell because I kept dying. 
<laughs> it's particularly grievous in dungeons. Huh. That's so. wow. So, um, yeah, some of those bugs were kind of just yeah, some of those bugs kind of some of those bugs kind of suggest a very sloppy uh, sloppy development cycle. I'd say. So I really don't know what happened, but uh, um. So, uh, George, did this game spoil you on playing any of the Ultima games? No. I mean, like I said, uh, I, I like you know, like I mean, like, we are going to check out Ultima Seven, uh, um, you know, at some point in the future. But and I'm looking um, forward to it because that game's actually pretty different. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it is because it's part of a new trilogy. Like, uh, uh, it's different, like you know, like GameStop play over here because of that. Well, but, also, uh, it's not, it's not like it's not anywhere near the PC version. Uh, I wouldn't know. I haven't tried it yet, so. But you know, yeah, we'll have to check that out. Uh, uh, check that out. Check that out like some later point. So yeah, uh, curious game, very interesting, very uh, very important game in, in history. I think um, with a lot of like you know like unique ideas and concepts like when it came out. The Super Nintendo port of the game, like I said, was fine when it came out. But unless you're like a big diehard Ultima fan these days, there, there's really no version. Uh, 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 no reason to play this game. Uh, stick the original PC version of the game, like uh, a version of the game you want to play. Like you're better off that way. Right. So, any final thoughts about this game, uh, George? Before we move on, um, no, probably not going to go back to it because it's just—I don't know—at least yeah. for me, it's just way too difficult, way too well, much have, there. Yeah, well, I have no desire to go back to it either. Like I said, so well, there you but, go. Yeah, but at least this version of the game, the PC, the PC version of the game, I, I, I may eventually—I mean, I may eventually play again, but. Um, so, but you know, not for a while, I think, because these games require a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this game's pretty common. Uh, it's pretty common, like an eBay, if you're looking for it. Uh, Forty-two copies of the game recently. Uh, Forty-two copies of the game are currently listed. Thirty-five of them. Thirty-five of them. Like they're pretty. Uh, are recently sold. Uh, prices are not that bad. They don't have the quite the uh, quite the wide disparity in prices that earlier games who covered last several episodes do. do. Um, card only can reach anywhere from eight bucks to uh, eight bucks to uh, 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 twenty dollars. And CIB and CIB version of the game, I can run anywhere from twenty-seven to twenty-seven to twenty-seven to to sixty-nine dollars. So expensive, but not that bad. I mean, like uh, uh, I compared to some other like games because I'm sure this game did. Because I'm sure this game did not. I'm sure this game like did not get like a huge print run. Yeah. The Japanese, the, the, the Japanese version of this game is much more common, uh, a common, a common, by the way, but, um, uh, much more cheaper for reasons for the uh, for reasons we, for, re- for reasons for reasons that we mentioned earlier. So yeah, the menu of this game, though, if you if you buy the game card only, I definitely, I definitely, I definitely recommend looking, I definitely recommend looking up a copy of the manual online. The manual is extremely helpful. Uh, gives you a lot of hints, tips, uh, suggestions, that kind of stuff. So, for eight bucks, yeah, I think it's the, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm like, you know, as far as the collection goes, like, eight bucks is like fair, your fair price to pay for it. Eighty? Eight. I thought you said eighty for a second. No, eight. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, yeah eight, sure, eight, sure. I'm not gonna buy it because I don't want it, but eight dollars, sure, why not? Yeah, yeah. If you yeah, if you dislike this version of the game, I strongly recommend staying away from the Commodore 64 version of this game because that game's uh, even rougher. Really? 
they had to make some serious compromises, so compromised like the game to get to fit on an 8-bit system. Hmm. So. <laughs> so I think that so so I think that pretty much like wraps up the uh, wraps up this episode. Interesting game. Um, I don't regret um playing it, George. You may regret uh, having, having picked it, but um, I had some fun with it. So I mean, like I said, I won't go back to it, but it's fine for what it is. Yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna go. I don't think I'm gonna <laughs> go back to it. So uh, next time uh, we are going to be handling another port of a game, but this time, this time, uh, this time an arcade port. Hopefully, a game that George likes better. Um, we're going to be handling the arcade port, uh, Midway's arcade games, uh, Total Carnage, which is the pseudo sequel to Smash TV. Uh, um, uh, I of the same designers and using the same game engine. Yeah, it's, uh, I think that's going to be fun. It's always fun, like, you know, like, running and gunning, you're, uh, uh, you're running and gunning, like, killing terrorists. <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, uh, thank you again, always, uh, for your support. Uh, I would very much appreciate it. Um, we are a proud member of both the Throwback Network and Rogue Junkies, where you can find a whole, uh, if we, can find a whole bunch of other, like, a great retro theme podcast, both gaming and non-gaming related. Uh, we are available on Facebook. On Facebook. Please, uh, uh, please, please check us out. Check us out on there and give us a like or give us some comments, and feedback. We're always always open suggestions for games to play as well. If you wish, you can also send us an email directly to the SNES uh, uh, podcast um, at the SNES podcast at yahoo.com. Um, we also are available on iTunes. Please check us out there and give us a you know, give us a you know, give us a you know, give us a, you know, give us a rating and return. Uh, Rating and review. Sorry, um, I was wondering and- what you were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We've been going for a while, so. Um, uh, also, we have a very special idea being uh, coming up, coming up like for hundred, ep- uh, um, uh, like for hundred episodes, like in a few months. Uh, I, I don't want to announce it quite yet because we're still kind of working. We're out bringing to- cats and dogs on the podcast. Um, uh, close to that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? How's that close to that? <laughs> um, what? So, um, you know, um, um, so I guess we can talk out the toss out, toss out the toss out the broad concept right here. We don't need to finalize it. Finalize the final the details, whatnot. But uh, we're going to be doing a draft episode, uh, not just one, but two draft episodes because the interest that because interest that this showed. Uh, draft draft episode basically is concept that other podcasts done before in the past, where, where the past where people where people go in a random order picking their favorite games like for a system. So we're going to do like five games, like your favorite, your favorite, your top five games in the system. So when I said two episodes, because of the fact that we reached out to a bunch of other uh, uh, fellow podcasters, most of which have been on this podcast before in the past, and it's just good enough that we're going to have like uh, the need to have two podcasts because they to be get that many focus on podcasts, podcasts, it's going to get crazy. So. Um, that episode's planned for June sometime, so we will announce more details. Uh, 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 and that's more details as it gets closer. But yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, should be a good turnout. It should be a lot of fun to do. So we'll so, see what happens. <laughs> yeah, it should be fun. George, George, George never done a George has never done a draft episode, a draft, a draft episode before. Because I did one uh, uh, a couple years ago with Phil, with, uh, 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 with Phil and the uh, Pie Factory guys. Uh, for the No Swear uh, Gamers, the 700 uh, uh, Game by Game podcast. So, uh, that was a lot of fun to do. So anyway, George, where can we find you at? And what other podcasts do you do? Oh, boy. So, you and I do uh, PlayStation Power. Yes, we do. And uh, that's fun. 
But uh, I also do Master System Masterpieces, where we cover uh, Master System games. And, uh, well, you can find me on Twitter if you want, uh, at Mr. Chief, that's at M-I-S-T-U-R-C-H-E-E-F. And, uh, if you're interested, I put out videos on YouTube, you can check those out as well. Uh, same name, same spelling as my Twitter handle, that's, that's basically it. <laughs> cool. Well, as always, as always, many thanks again for you listening to this, uh, um, uh, uh, for all of you out there listening to this podcast, we have much for... We very much appreciate it, um, and we will see you again in two weeks. So, so, so take care, everybody, and uh, check out an Ultima game like you've not played before in the past. Like it's a great series that really did uh, a great series, a great series, a great series. You know, a lot of people like have overlooked have overlooked these days. Um, it definitely, it's it, um, definitely a very groundbreaking, important, important franchise. Uh, like game development, uh, uh, game development. So. Um, Yes, I, I think most of the games are still pretty fun today. So, so like to play a game if you haven't like played one before. And if you want to carry your bagels easily, use an old CD spindle as a bagel tote. That works. It does. So just as long as you don't mind that funky aftertaste. Well, I mean, I I would think you would clean it first. <laughs> Come on, Craig. Uh, and I, yeah, and on that note, I'm very hungry. So let's end this. Um, <laughs> Uh, goodbye, all. Take care. See ya. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game, or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Super power.